pesky pole down the line. It's going to be out of here. Line down the right field line toward the pesky pole. Leaping up. Pole, that one tucked in, and that ball is going to be against the wall and into second base. Number retired, and now Rafael Devers trying to retire that baseball inside a pesky pole. Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I'm your host, Rit. With me is my co-host, my man DC, aka looking like Carlos Rondon down there. We got OG Santa Claus tonight. We got our head of uh, YouTube and our head of creative, Mr. Jet Stockhouse. And we got the host of the Dirty Water Podcast. Rob, what's going on, guys? Let's start with uh let's start with Mr. Rondone. So DC, what's going on, man? How's your week been? Uh anything new and exciting happening? Uh not too much. Uh I'm on dad duty right now until my wife gets home. But uh, pretty solid week. Glad to be into the weekend. I mean, I'm already looking or not looking forward to work on Monday, but still got two more days. So can't complain. Yeah. OG Claus, I want to really thank you for taking a little stop. I know it's busy with the holiday season. And, well, uh, man, we we got a wish list, our, our Red Sox Christmas wish list episode. And I know that you're a diehard Red Sox fan. So, OG Claus, how you been doing? Rip, my boy, I'm doing real fine. You know, as you know, Santa really loves the Sox. And I have a wish list for them that I think they'll really love. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Rob, hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, we, we love that dirty water. So what's been going on with you this week? Nothing much. Thank you guys for having me on, of course. Um, it, it's awesome. This week, just been working. Finally have a nice weekend off. Got a nice little surprise party for my cousin for his 21st, so it should be fun. And I'm just very happy that the winter meetings are over because it was very, very boring, to be honest. But hey, at the end of the day, the Red Sox made a move today, so I'm very happy. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of quiet. Uh, hopefully, it set a lot of tones, this winter meeting. And hopefully, once uh, Otani signs... You know, the pieces and the dominoes start, you know, keep draw, uh, dropping down left and right because, man, it, it's Twitter's brutal, uh, you know, just reading some of that shit. So, mm-hmm. Judd, my man, sit there and hustling uh, almost as much as me and putting together all these extra videos for us, you know, putting together, getting Rob on the podcast for us. You know, how you been doing, Judd? Okay, see, man. I so let's uh, let's talk about today. Okay, we had a little trade drop today, where the Red Sox got uh, an outfielder from the St. Louis Cardinals. That and the best part about this trade is not the pieces that we gave up, was that no one's seen it coming at all. So that means that Breslow is doing moves. Is has does have a, some sort of a plan, and they're not reporting about it because he's keeping it to himself. And I kind of like that a little bit. So let's start with uh, with OG clause. What did you think about the about the trade today? OG really likes uh, what Breslow's been doing. 
you got a younger version of Adam Duvall here. And uh, I think that uh, he's going to play really well at Fenway. And uh, if he hits like he did a couple of years ago, uh, this is going to be a steal. No Colin Breslow stock on this year. Oh, got to love that. Uh, Rob, what about you, man, with, uh, with Tyler O'Neill? I'm honestly loving this trade as loving to watch Tyler O'Neill. He is like literally jacked. And honestly, I think the Red Sox have the most jacked outfield with Yoshida, Duran, and now Tyler O'Neill. I think this is a great pickup for the Red Sox, especially for what they gave up. They didn't really give up too much to get him. And a guy who has a lot of upside with the power with 34 homers in 2021 and also a good glove. I'm liking the move. We needed a right-handed bat. And does this go to show that I know they were interested in Tay Oscar Hernandez and other guys in free agency? Does this mean that the Red Sox are shifting their gears to a starting pitcher like Yamamoto, which I hope they do? Maybe that's a sign because obviously not diving in with that Gurriel move or Hernandez. Is this them making a statement saying, hey, we're not going to dabble in the outfield. We're looking for pitching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, me personally, I'm, uh, I like the move overall. It, like Breslow said, they're active in trades. You know, you, you look at the, at the Tyler O'Neill contract and yeah, we only, it's a, it's a rental, you know, he's a free agent after this year, but the amount of money that we'd be paying for him is nowhere near what we would have paid for with guys like uh, Hernandez, which DC, you know, you're really big on uh, Teosco uh, with guys like Lord Guriel, you know, bigger names like Bellinger, you know, I, I personally think this is a, a good, smart move. Gives us O'Neill, gives us a nice power bat. It helps us in the outfield. It also, it'll give, you know, guys like Abreu, some time so Breslow can see what he has in this guy. You know what I mean? And if Abreu is anything like he was in September of last season, I honestly think, okay, he's, he's the guy that we need. And also it helps with Yoshida giving him a day off in the outfield also. So, DC, uh, what were your thoughts on on Tyler? I mean, I liked it a lot. Uh you know, like Rob said, it, you know, it gets the right-handed bat. It shores up the defense that we've just lost with Verdugo. Um, he's got a lot of pop. Obviously, injuries are a big concern. He's missed a lot of games over the last few years. But it's a low-risk, high-reward, you know, trade. We basically essentially get up nothing. Um, stoked to have him. Um, I think if he if he stays healthy, he's going to murder that uh, that green monster. And, yeah, we have, like, an outfield of Chippendale dancers now with how jacked they are. Oh, I mean, man. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you guys sit there and see his uh which is a really odd way to go from a segue after dc says that but did you guys see <laughs> uh see o'neill's sp uh, spray chart you know com com you know compared to uh, fenway park that monster that's you know uh steve peralt tweeted out man that sitco sign they, they might have to put a whole new one up because that mm -hmm. thing looks like it could it could get sit there and sprayed easy. So, uh, let's uh, let's get into the holiday season. You know, we 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 want to do a Christmas wish list for the Boston Red Sox. And man, it, it, it was it was a little harder for me to get down to five on the Christmas wish list. So. Let's start with Santa OG himself on what the first thing that he wants 
on his wish list for the Boston Red Sox. Santa wants to see the very first import from Japan, Mr. Yamamoto. Santa's working very hard behind the scenes to get him to know that Boston's a really good place. And he can join his old buddy uh, from his playing days in Japan. So that's what I want for him. He's, he's just got to be really good and accept what I give him. Well, well, OG Claus, I really think if you would offer your sleigh services for when he wants to take those chips back to Japan, I think that could sit there and, and maybe sure up the deal. Rudolph so, loves sushi. Oh, man. So, so Rob, uh, what are your thoughts on OG Claus? And then go right into uh, what was your first thing on your wish list? OG Claus. I love that. I love that a lot. Obviously, I'm with you on Yamamoto. But there's one guy that I've been trying to push the narrative to get the Red Sox assigned for a very long time. Could you go down and talk to Cody Bellinger for me? Because I would love him on this team more than anything. And the reason why I'm saying this Oh my God, just imagine we have a, it's a platoon opportunity. It's a great way for one to get Cody Bellinger to play some first base to give Casas some days off. You move him to center field. We can move Tyler O'Neill to the right and we can get Bobby Dahlbeck off the team in a trade. Love him in Worcester. Great power, but having a platoon of Casas and Belly at first, I would love that any day of the week. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I, I, I love Bellinger, but. I don't know once we went and got O'Neill, you know, with already a platoon, like what we could do. But I do like how you said we can slide him over to, you know, with first base with Casas. So I I love it. So we're going to go with with me next. And I my number one on my wish list. Now, DC and OG Claus have heard this a million times. I'm not a big Alex Cora fan anymore, you know, in that dugout. So I'm saying he hands the clipboard permanently to Tech. On my wish list, I want Tech to be the manager. You know, I he's he's got the he's got everything Breslow wants in a manager, especially when Breslow's the pitching guy. Who knows a pitcher better than a catcher? Who can handle a team better than a catcher? I honestly I want Tech as my manager. Send AC up, up, up to the office. So, DC, what were your thoughts so far, and what was your first on your wish list? Uh, love Santa. Ayla says hi. <laughs> um, obviously, my uh, I've been talking about it. I mean, it's the pretty consistent one across the Red Sox nation. Is I want Yamamoto. I think we need a guy at the top of this rotation. Um, he gives you what you need. He's 25, which is insane, you know, with what he's putting out there. Um, so I'm going to go Yamamoto. Obviously, I like what Rob said, though. That's a very uh, interesting uh, aspect that I didn't really think about. You know, do a little platoon, put uh, Bellinger in the outfield, then step him over to first base and get rid of Bobby D. Um, you know, still a little salty from that uh, AAA game in Scranton with him. But uh, I like to see him get out, you know, get some time in the majors. And I just don't see, you know, consistent at bats in the Red Sox organization for him. So I'll give him a chance somewhere else. And Bellinger, he's nice, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jut's first wish list on the wish list is the same as OG Claus and the same as DC's. He wants Yamamoto also. So 
Yamamoto, in my opinion, is a must. Uh, you know, if, if Breslow wants to make a splash, Boston needs, and I hate to say it, Devers ain't the guy. Boston needs a marketable face that will sit there and be able to be the face of Boston, get those, get the, the marketing down. Yamamoto's that guy. You know, Shohei's also that guy. But, you know, you, you can wish in one hand and, you know, in the other. And I know OG's clause is here. So, so we're keeping a little PG-ish. But uh, Yamamoto, I definitely sit there and see, is that guy. So, OG clause, what's, what's next for you on your, on your wish list? Well, the Red Sox weren't very good last year, but they promised to be better. So I want to give my good friend, Mr. Yamamoto, a buddy to come along. So I think that uh, I'd like to see Mr. Montgomery join him. So, so Montgomery's already there. You know what I mean? He's, he's already in, in Boston. His wife's already there, you know, blocks away from Fenway Park. Let's just keep him. Let's OG clause. I I like your thinking. Let's keep him in the city of Boston. You don't need to go nowhere else. Oh, he's already here. You know? So my good friend, my good friend, Mister Sutherland, promised to bring him lobster down from Maine. So, well, how far does Mister Sutherland travel? Because I'm in PA, and I kind of like that uh, that lobster. Yeah, bring some for my wife, please. She been she's been talking about it forever. <laughs> I'll talk to him. I'll see what he can do for you. So, okay, Rob, real quick, uh, the thoughts on, on the trade real quick for Tyler O'Neill. We're, we're going to backpedal there real quick. Oh, yeah. So Je my good friend Justin had a great idea on the Tyler O'Neill trade. He says he loves the trade. He got a feeling that Duran and O'Neill are going to be boys, and there's got to be a nickname for them two together. So we, we got to figure that out. We got to definitely figure that out. Well, I, you guys aren't are as – old as you know og claws uh og's trying to say the buff boys i remember jose canseo uh canseco and mark mcguire in the a's they called him the bash brothers maybe we could call mm -hmm. them the smash brothers you know hmm. maybe they could oh wait a minute man we got we got it right now we got the whole super mario that we got the smash brothers with o'neill and duran and then you got yoshi over there playing. Oh, we got the whole Ooh, Mario crew going. So, hey, we'll, we'll, uh, OG Claus, make that on the list. Check it twice. We're going to we're gonna push, push those shirts out. So, Rob, what's, uh, what's next on your wish list? I think OG Claus gave a great wish list. I want Jordan Montgomery, but... If we can't get Jordan Montgomery, there's another guy that I really want the Red Sox to grab, and it's another left-handed pitcher who's coming off of a Cy Young season. I would love Blake Snell in Boston. Bring him back to the AL East, coming off of a Cy Young award. If we can't get Jordan Montgomery, you get the next best thing on the market, a solid left-handed pitcher to go with Chris Sale in that rotation. I would love to see Blake Snell in a Red Sox uniform, and I think he would take a big benefit pitching at Fenway Park. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, DC, what are your thoughts on, on Snell? And then what is your next uh, wish list? I'm actually a big fan of Snell. Um, we talked on in the last show. I know, you know, a couple people weren't the biggest fans of it. 
coming off a Cy Young season. Um, he's pitching the AL, AL East before. He knows what it takes. Um, but my next one, not to steal from uh, Santa, I, I love Montgomery. I've had him on my fantasy team the last three years, and I, I think he's just it would be cool to, you know, have him in Boston pitching. But he has the, you know, he can put pitch in the postseason. He just proved it. He knows the AL East as well. Um, I just think it would be a great signing. It'd be a number two, great number two behind Yamamoto. Oh, man. Okay. Well, but I, love, I would love the idea of Snell, though. So I appreciate that, Rob. Now I don't feel so crazy from the last show. Don't worry, I got crazy ideas. I just okay. My reason for Snell is he can. He's only noted to get us to the fifth, maybe the early sixth inning. Like that's consistently. It's the fifth inning. You know, maybe early sixth. And I, I that would just blow up our bullpen. If, if we're gonna have him come in and pitch and pay him to be a starting pitcher, he's got to be able to get to the late sixth, early seventh inning. You know, almost consistently, and he has a lot of pitches, you know, under those arms already. Yeah. He, he got a, a great Cy Young there, but I, I just don't feel comfortable with him, you know, to being in our, in our lineup. You want to hear a stat though? From uh, July, August, and September, he reached at least six innings pitched in every, every, every game other than four games. Okay. Uh, okay. I can't. I can't. Okay. It's the it's the amount of it's the amount of pitches per outing, and you know it's really really kills me for that. Uh, next up for me, I'll, I'll go. I'll throw out there. Now on my wish list, I, I like to clean house and, and keep things internal. I want Dustin Pedroia on this on this team as a manager, like I want Pedroia as the third base coach and the hitting coach, you know, Breslow said that they're, they're shrinking down the amount of staff they have. Let Pedroia be a hitting coach, you know, fielding coach, third base coach, you know, he can sit there and, and help out where we need on defense. You know, you, you see them in the videos last season, Devers all the time was, uh, you know, working with, with Pedroia. To me, if you're paying that guy, you know, 300 plus for the next 11 years, you shouldn't have to work with them, you know, at least once a week. But uh, I like I like Pedroia, you know, to be on this coaching staff. Uh, I it'll be a way his way to give him back for his shortened career with Machado, you know, and what he did. Could you guys imagine if if we would have traded at any point in time in, in his career? and got Machado on the Red Sox. Like that would be insane. That would have been something. I I'm not going to lie back in the days to hey Manny Machado, he's grew on me over the years. And I know that's a bad take to be a, being a Red Sox fan, but over the years, man, he's such a good player. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, Jut Jut's next first next thing is great because I love this. His number 2 thing on his wish list he wants late 2000 ownership mindset. Spend, spend, spend. And my thing is, they told Hein Bloom, do whatever you have to to get under the luxury tax. He did. Hein, build us a farm system. 
he did. He let they let him go. Dude, you let you let you let Dombrowski do whatever he wanted, pretty much. So why not let Breslow do the same thing? You win a, you win another World Series or two for the city of Boston. That's got to sit there and help generate you know some revenue back in your in your pocket, and it, it's it, it's just good business, you know. OG Claus, what, what were your thoughts on? On uh, on Jump wanting to uh, pretty much get, break out the black credit card. Forget the black credit card. Just open up his vault, take out buckets of cash. Our OG Claus loves that idea. You know, we've been pinching pennies for too long. We're not. Uh, there's a reason why OG Claus lives up on the North Pole and and not Tampa, Florida. Let's spend some money, boys. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Judd says if you traded for uh, Manny, then there's no Raffi. So, uh, OG Claus, what is next on your on your Christmas wish list? OG Claus is getting a little nostalgic in his old age. He wants the Red Sox to bring back the old bullpen cart, the big old golf, the big old golf cart. He wants to have Wally on the back with a boombox serenading the relief pitcher as he gets driven up to the, the mound. Does anybody else remember those days with, with the uh, the old cart? I, I know Robin, you guys, you guys mm -hmm. are a little younger. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing them, and I think Arizona's the only team that does it. I don't know if they still send their bullpen pitchers to it, but I know they have like a bullpen cart in Arizona. Uh, DC, what are your thoughts on on uh, you know saving the pitcher's legs a little bit, uh, you know going to the mound? I dig it, man. I think it'd be cool. I, I know some closers have their uh, the little entrances and uh, little routines, but I don't know, man. I've always been a fan of it. I uh, always liked it because when I'm seeing, I don't know if uh, Jut and Rob seen it, but the movie Major League, mm -hmm. you know, shows up in that. That movie is one of my favorite movies ever, and I always thought that was really cool. I think showing up with a bullpen cut with I can't drive 55. I think that works. <laughs> uh, so, so DC, what's, uh, what's next up on your wish list? Uh, so, I mean, I've said it numerous times in the past. I'm not sure what the package would look like. Um, obviously I think we'd have to go a bunch of prospects and obviously the, the O'Neill trade may change it because it is a right-handed bat. Um, but I, I love the idea of trading for Luis Robert. I think he's a stud. Um, he matches the ball. He'll give you a little bit of a speed. Um, he has, I think he signed until 2025 and then a team option for 26, 27. At this, like I said, though, I don't know what that package looks like, but I would love to see him play in uh, Fenway. Uh, uh, I just pictured something when you said that I probably should not have even thought of, but you don't know what this package looks like. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah, I, I don't uh, actually. In fact, I do not. So, look, but, but we've talked, uh, we've talked a lot. You know, uh, sometimes I sit there and think you're an undercover White Sox fan, also, DC. You know, you, 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 you've you wanted Anderson over here, you know, from the from the Sox. You know, you, you're you're die hard getting for Roberts over here. I just think you like a good pair of socks, yeah, man. 
I like I, I'm not a White Sox fan though, but uh, I don't know. I won't get too far into Anderson. I know a lot of people aren't really a big fan of him. He can be a clubhouse, you know, issue, I guess. But I really think a, a change of scenery would do him, you know, really good. I think he's a nice. He's not on my list anyway, but not to say that. But uh, you know, a little stopgap there for um, second base, moving over there. And I mean, we got to admit that Chicago White Sox have been a, a dumpster fire, you know, the last few years. So you know, I can see why he's upset. But obviously, I don't condone you know stuff that he's done. But I don't know. I'm a big fan, but I haven't really thought about that since you brought it up. Oh man. So so Rob, uh, what are your thoughts on the Roberts trade? on the wish list and what's your next one? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Luis Robert and I think he would be a superstar at Fenway Park and I mean he would his swing fits Fenway Park. I'm not my wish list includes a second baseman and Santa got me thinking my next wish that one's going to be a non-player. This one's going to be a player. So I think the Red Sox need definitely need an upgrade at second base and there's two players that I have in mind. I'm not going to lie. I'm with DC. I've said it on Twitter before. I wouldn't mind Tim Anderson coming to the Red Sox on like a bridge gap for like a one-year deal just because we know we have Marcelo Meyer in AAA and most likely, or sorry, AA at the moment. And he most likely would be, because we have Trevor Story at shortstop, I would assume he would be the Red Sox second baseman when he comes here. And then another player that I wish the Red Sox, and I want them to sign, I think they should, is Whit Merrifield. I like him because he could also play the outfield a little bit, but having him at second base will really help. And he reminds me of a guy like Dustin Pedroia, not afraid to get dirty and a great contact hitter as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I was, I've been pushing for Merrifield. I think, I think I might, at first, Ed Hand and I were the only ones that I seen on Twitter, you know, pushing for Merrifield. So I've been a big fan of it. I, I, I sit there. And I, I love the guy. Uh, I don't he's, understand he's the those, hate. Everybody's worried about his, his bat, you know, has gone down. But we've got plenty. Our offense last year was sixth in the league. So yeah. we, can, we can take a little hit on a bat to give us, you know, some defense and Merrifield amazing de- defensive player at second base uh he's one of the you know last of the dying breeds in my opinion to where he's like her hair get dirty and if it's the only way he's getting his uniform clean is if he has a day off and he doesn't like having days off so i mean his, Rob, his average has lo- dipped a little bit the last few years but he steals bags too you know what i mean and the versatility yeah. as far as outfield and, and second base and it's serviceable defense you know what i mean it's an upgrade from what we had last year. Didn't mean to cut you off, though, big dog. Oh, no, no. Uh, for, for a minute, you know, Rob, it seems to me you like guys that play multiple positions that can be a flexible lineup, flexible defense. You know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of digging that a little bit. Uh, so I, I got to sit there. and I'm all for Merrifield, you know, personally. You know, got to sit there and up the defense. But my – Next wish list. I got a little greedy. So Santa, don't sit there and put me on the uh, on the naughty list. But instead of just picking here, a picture here, a picture there, my wish list consists of a rotation that consists of Yamamoto, Montgomery, Brian Bayo, Seth Lugo, and Cutter Crawford. That is is my wish wish list for the rotation for this season. And of course people are going to be asking, well, where's sale? 
Where's Pavetta? In the bullpen where they belong. In my opinion. So, uh, well, what are you guys' thoughts on, you know, would you guys be happy and satisfied with that five-man rotation? Let's start with uh, you, OG. That would be a fine group of pitchers. The question is, does Mr. Henry want to do it? I'll have a talk with him because he, he likes to spend his money when it, when it matters. So, we'll, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Well, if he would sell the Penguins, that could be a nice start because he ain't doing nothing for that team either. Uh, DC, uh, well, what about what, what about you? Uh, would you be satisfied with that five-man rotation? Yeah, I would be. Um, I agree with you. I think uh, that it definitely belongs in the bullpen. I think he flourished in that role. I know he wasn't the biggest fan at first, but he, you know, he owned it. He went about it the right way. Um, and I think I don't know if we've talked about it on on the podcast, but you know, when we see each other every day, we talk a lot about Chris Sale moving into the bullpen. I, I just think it's a good idea to put him in for one inning at a time. I think uh, his velocity would be there; it wouldn't die over time. I think he would be a pretty key piece too. I'm not saying take over the ninth inning, but Put him in the seventh, eighth inning, you know, spot, you know, save chance for him. I think it's a really good idea. I think, it, you know, it protects him as far as injury-wise, which pains me to say because you know how much I love Chris Sale. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe that's where and, my, and my secret White Sox love came from, but a uh, huge Chris Sale fan. Uh, DC, I'm glad you you brought that up. Uh, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to put the pieces together here a little bit. You know, I I completely forgot we got Chris Sale from the White Sox, and – and, and how much you adore uh, Chris Sale. So I'm, we're starting to put pieces together. You know, th this is kind of like a, uh, a therapy session for you a little bit, you know? So yeah. it's been a while, you know, uh, man, uh, OG Claus has just punched, uh, had some of his elves punch some numbers. You know, you're looking at about 90, 95 million for Lugo, Yamamoto and Montgomery per year, man. It, it, on paper, that that's a big chunk of your payroll. But, you know, that's why you developed all these younger guys. And hopefully they can come up to the majors and play. So, Rob, well, what were your thoughts? And where, where would you rank that MLB rotation? First things first, I think Pavetta in the pen is the better move. I was looking at his stats, and it looks like as a starter, he had a 5, a 6.2 ERA in May, and then in August when he filled starts, he had a 6 ERA as well. But when he was a reliever, September, a sub-3 ERA, a 2.43, and then July, a 1.91 ERA, and then in June, a 2.5 ERA. I think he's perfect in the bullpen. He gets out, so he can be give you at least 6, 7 innings out of the bullpen, so I like that. For Chris Sale... I'm not going to lie, I have a hot take here, and a lot of people might be on board or not be on board. I wouldn't be shocked that the Red Sox make a move and include Chris Sale in a trade package. It seems likely they want to get a younger arm, and maybe that maybe you could do that in like a Dylan Cease trade. I could see that either with Dylan Cease or maybe even Corbin Burns, likely. But I'm not going to lie, that rotation that we've listed... I give it a top 10 rotation in baseball. I really like Cutter Crawford in that five role too. Cutter Crawford's proved he can be a reliable fifth starter. Uh, DC was was here when I made a very bold, I make a lot of bold statements on here. Uh, I'm probably what one, two out of, you know, 20. You know, I, I got a really bad, bad, uh, you know, percentage for them coming true. But I, I predicted last year, Cutter Crawford was going to have the most wins on the Red Sox 
uh, for, by a starting pitcher. You weren't and, too far off either. No, no. It, 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 if he would have had a little couple more starts, you know, it, it could have been a little different. So, uh, where are we at now? On the are we on Judd? I think we're on Judd. I believe so. OG clause. This is a big ask for the wish list on Juts. Juts number three. October baseball. That's a big ask. So, Santa OG uh, clause. What are you sitting there? What are you thinking about Juts? You know his big October baseball. Technically, we played I, I personally want Judd to have what he wants. Judd's a good guy, and I want to make sure he gets what he wants for Christmas. Well, didn't we kind of get that this year? We, we had October baseball. We played October 1st. So, <laughs> that, that, that wasn't good enough for you, Judd? You want more? Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, what is next on your on your wish list there, OG clause. OG clause wants to upgrade at catcher and Mitch Garver would be a great addition in Boston. Matt. Uh, I love how there was a huge talk of us getting, uh, or, or us talking to, um, what was his name from the Houston? Martin Maldonado. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, he's off the board. So it's like, man, like, I, I we, we can't catch a break because I don't think Reese McGuire is anywhere near an answer for uh, helping us out at the catcher position. So, uh, Rob, well, what, what were your thoughts on the Mitch Garber that OG Clause wants for, uh, for catcher? I love the option of having Mitch Garver catch, but if we're being honest, if we get Mitch Garver, I think a perfect spot for him to go to is that designated hitter. I think it's a perfect spot for him, and then you'll have, I mean, obviously, if you need, obviously, to give Connor Wong a day off, you can have him catch, and you always, you could even move people into the DH spot, maybe even put Devers at, at DH, and you could put Pablo Reyes in the lineup, even put him at second or third. I like it, because Mitch Garver is a solid bat. He had a good power numbers in Texas, and coming off of a World Series ring, he knows what it's like to win in the playoffs, so I think it would be a perfect addition, solid catcher. And if he can channel that inner Minnesota twin season he had, look out, because at Fenway, that swing is built for Fenway Park. Judge just puts in the private chat, if you see October baseball in Fenway, you see him and Rob pounding mudslides every game. They are so <laughs> Sorry, my bike was having a weird, weird moment for a second. You would, I'm not going to lie. Justin, he put me onto those. Those are so good, by the way. Sorry, my mic acted so weird for a second. So, um, Rob, uh, so, so what's next on your wish list? I'm going to go and I'm going to stick with liquid drinks. Santa, can you please, please Put the Coke bottles back on the left field pole out there in the Green Monster. Bring back the Coke bottles. It just brings back nostalgia, and it's just a perfect look for Fenway. I mean, I need it because it brings me back to the old days when Manny pimping the home runs and Rick got the Coke right there. So it's already a sign that we want it. If, I, if I, Santa gets his wish that we get a that we get bullpen cards, he will absolutely get your Coke bottles. 
Oh man, could, could you could you imagine? Not only do the Coke bottles go up, but then like fireworks of you know beverage, like water, whatever it is, just shoots out of them. That would be ecstatic. You know, I love the Coke bottles. Every time that I used to watch, sec, uh, yeah, watch, listen to Section Ten podcast. Steve is all over these Coke bottles, and I'm like, man, like. I didn't think there was to be someone else that was as passionate, but Rob, you love the Coke bottles. So let's, let's put them back up. You know, uh, DC, what were your thoughts on the Coke bottles and what is next on the old wish list? Oh, I love the Coke bottles. If you don't like the Coke bottles, there's something wrong with you. Um, like Rob said, Manny destroying them. Obviously Manny's the reason I became a Red Sox fan. Dalvin. So I got some background noise. Um, are we on number four or five? Four, four. Four. So I'm going to – I was going to say Whit Merrifield. Rob already brought him up. Obviously, you know, I think we all agree. That would be a pretty, pretty, you know, good signing for us for the next one or two years. But I will do – I'll switch one out. Uh, it's coming top of my head. This might be a hot take. Can we get rid of Sweet Caroline in the middle of the eighth? Ooh. I hate that. Ooh. I hate to say that. But I swear to God, every, every sporting event I've been to, they play it. Um, it just drives me nuts. And honestly, I think what happens is it gets played so much at work that I'm just so sick of hearing the song. I hate to say it. I got some <laughs> some bad faces, but yeah, that's DC, probably what I got. I, I said there want to apologize for the work thing because uh, I used to, before you came on, uh, I used to sit there and have and get requested to play that four or five times a shift. So they, they probably they, so much. They probably, I apologize for that. So, uh, but man, I don't know that like, if you get, if you get rid of that, what song are you replacing that with to get us going again? I don't know, man. Good question that I don't have an answer to. So <laughs> uh, next up for me, I want playoff baseball. You know, I want a deep run in the playoffs. I don't care how we get there. I don't care if we got to go off the road. I don't care if we got to stay away from the highways and take the back roads to get there. I just want a deep run in the playoffs like we deserve. So, uh, Jut, next up on Jut's Christmas wish list. It's kind of a personal one for Judd. You know, it's, it's a little close to his heart. He wants Jaron Duran to be on the opening day roster. And me personally, I got to agree with him. Uh, he wasn't on the opening day roster last year, but he was left off it. Duvall got hurt, and then Destiny took over, and it showed that Jaron Duran should and hopefully will be on the opening day roster this season. So, uh, OG Claus, what are your thoughts on one half of the Super Smash Brothers, Jaron Duran, and and we're going to try to push this hard, guys. We're pushing one half of the Super Smash Brothers uh, to be on the opening day roster. Well, Jaron Duran looks like he's going to be healthy, and uh, he you know, the man is faster than all get out. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think you'll see him in Fenway, 
in, in April. But, he, you know, he's, he's working hard in the offseason, and that's what's important. So Santa's very happy with his progress. Man, the, there is very few people that I've seen personally faster than Jaron Duran. And one of them was when uh, we was at uh, the Woosox Scranton game, and it was Hamilton. Like, Hamilton got a, got a single, and then next thing you know, he was home on the next hit. Then the next time he got a triple, like, there is very few people that I've seen as quick as Hamilton. But Jaron Duran, that's like, that's like the Flash and Superman going head-to-head. So... Uh, Rob, what what are your thoughts with Jaron Duran being out out there for opening day? I think he's proved, especially last season in the year that he had, that he deserves to be the opening day starting either center fielder or definitely have a spot out there in the outfield, either center field or left field, depending on what happens with um obviously Tyler O'Neill, what they have planned for him. I love Jaron Duran, and he's a hustler. I mean, like you said, one of the fastest people in baseball. Like he can turn a single into a double on a bloop single to right field it's insane his speed and they call him the flash for a reason dude is so fast i love him and he's playing he played a good game last year made adjustments to his swing i mean in 2022 we saw that he was like in over himself he was striking out a lot that play against the blue jays i was at that 28 to 5 game not a fun time but he took adjustments and had an amazing 2022 sucks that or sorry 2023 season sadly his injury cut his season short but I think he deserves that opening day start. Okay. Everybody all knows about uh, Story and Duran's, you know, who's going to steal more bases, you know, thing. Twenty uh, Next season, 2024, who has more stolen bases? Uh, Jaron Duran or Trevor Story? We're going we're gonna to start with uh, OG Claus. Uh, O.G. Claus believes neither. But Dane Raffaello is going to steal more bases than he is. Oh, okay. Uh, D.C., what are you thinking? Uh, Durant stays healthy. I think he gets it. Um, I think, uh, I mean, they both got to stay healthy, but I think uh, Durant has definitely had the better chance. But, um, yeah, I'd go Durant. Top of my head. Rob, what about you? I think if Jaron Durant has a full season under his belt, I wouldn't be surprised if he had more. I think he could definitely be a guy that could get at least 50 stolen bases. He's just that good and that fast. Judd, what are you thinking, buddy? Are, are you thinking Trevor's story, or are you thinking your man Jaron Durant? I, I could almost guarantee it. If he doesn't say Durant, then... Then somebody, you know, swap bodies with him. <laughs> or wait for that. It's my fault that uh, Duran got hurt at the end of the year. I traded for him in my keeper league. The next day he got hurt. It was terrible. Oh, oh so, so, so you're the guy we can blame. DC, there's a load of coal coming, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, I've gotten it the last few years. What's one more year? If there's anybody who deserves Cole, I think it's me. I went to, and I'm not even joking, I went to 11 Red Sox games, and they lost nine games this year. So if there's anybody to blame for this year, you can blame me. Uh, <laughs> well, I will personally, I'm, I'm saying Jaron Duran. Like, 
I, I do I do like Rafaela, but I don't know if he's going to be an everyday player. You know, I don't know if he's going to platoon. You know, I don't know if he's going to be our utility guy. It, it's it's going to be crazy to see where where they use him at this year, because uh, you can't send them back down. You know, there's no way you, that you're able to send him back down. But it's like where, you know, including him, you got five outfielders now. You got Yoshida, Duran, uh, O'Neill, um, Rev Snyder, and himself. That's five. So, where, like, where, where is all these players going to be playing at? You know, and the only good thing is he also plays a little shortstop, and he plays a little uh, second base also. And just says the reason why he brought up Duran is because he knows Duran is likely to be talked about uh, being moved. Yeah, it, he, he could be. Like, with his bounce-back season he had last year, uh, he could be one of those guys that, you know, is is talked about being traded. So, I, now I definitely see why you wanted him to be on, on the opening day roster. So, we are on our fifth and final. For the uh, real list. quick. How would you guys feel if uh, the Sox end up not signing a, or trading for a second baseman and Rafael is starting second baseman? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but how would you feel? I I personally think uh, I, I don't see Rafael being being. I, I think it's going to be uh, um, man, Reyes, and, and and also they're working with Valdez too. So I honestly think, unless you're going to trade one of those two guys, I sit there and think that that's going to be your opening day second baseman. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts? I think Pablo Reyes would probably be the second baseman as well. I think Rafaela, I mean, I wouldn't mind him getting some reps at second base, but Valdez has also been taking fielding practice in the offseason, so it could be him. But also, there's another situation where you could put Jaron Duran at second base because he came up as a second baseman. So they have a lot of options. So if they don't upgrade externally, they could always work internally as well. Uh, OG Claus, what about you? Uh, OG Claus uh, agrees with Rob. There's, there's more options there. So I think that any one of the three of them could do it. The, well, okay, real quick. Do, does any of you guys think that it's quite ironic that we went and traded and, and, and this has been beaten with a stick, but now we traded Mookie Betts for pretty much Connor Wong and now Mookie Betts is playing second base. Like, that's his spot now. Man, we could have we put him to second. If, it, if that's what it took for Mookie to stay, we could have moved him to second base. So, well, well what what do you what do you guys think when you heard about you know Mookie Betts being announced as their everyday second baseman now? Mm. So we'll start we'll start with you, Rob, because you know you you're getting up all uppity. Oh, so for anybody who knows, I'm like literally Mookie Betts' biggest fan, so that's why I get a little antsy. Um, I think it's a kind of a weird move from the Dodgers to put him at second base just because of his defensive stats last year at second base weren't really the best. I mean, if it's better for the team, good for him. But, damn, I feel like it's smart for, on the end for the Dodgers because you get more games out of him, especially because he has a smaller build and it takes less energy. But at the same time, it's like he went from second base. And he, the thing about Mookie Betts is he plays every position at like a five-star. You saw him play shortstop and he made amazing plays. 
I think it's good for the Dodgers depth-wise because they can go after outfielders. But also at the same time, it's smarter for Mookie Betts for his career because it can give him more longevity. Yeah, uh, OG Claus says it preserves his body long-term. And, and you know, a guy, a guy with his height, you know, it it's going to help him out. So, uh, DC, what, what were your thoughts when you sit there and uh, heard about Mookie? Yeah, I mean, I feel the same as uh, OG Claus and uh, and Rob. I think it's good for his career, you know, longevity. You know, he, like Rob said, anywhere he plays, he makes great plays. You know, he has the he, he came up as a second baseman, so he obviously has the experience. Um, it's just weird seeing him, you know, at second base in the major league level. But, I mean, good for him. You know, he's Mookie Betts. I love him. I got nothing bad to say. Still miss him. It, he he's a pure athlete. You know, overall, it doesn't matter what position, what sport he plays. He, Great he's a pure athlete. Yeah. So, uh, OG Claus, it's it's time to end our wish list. What is your last on your wish list? OG Claus has a special soft spot in his heart for Bobby Dahlbeck. I want the Red Sox to trade him someplace where he can play every day at the major league level. He's been a good trooper. He deserves the best. Hey, I, I love me Bobby D. Uh, who, who doesn't love Bobby's D uh, when he's out there playing first base? You know what I mean? So, uh, I I just don't I, I can't sit there and I put one bad e- well I I can't put one bad experience uh, that I had because everybody has bad days, you know. But he he needs to go somewhere, and we have no room for him on the Boston Red Sox. Rob, well, what are your thoughts on on OG Claus's kindness to uh, Bobby's D? As a fellow Robert, I want him to do the best, and I agree. I think Bobby Dahlbeck, there's just not a spot for him on this team right now just because you got Tristan Casas and obviously a lot of things that you could do. And I think that, yeah, he just needs a spot where he can play every day because I feel like having him in Worcester, by the way, the king of Worcester, Bobby Dahlbeck, what a year winning MVP down there, but he needs to show that in the major league level and just he doesn't have a spot here in Boston. I want him to get playing time. Maybe maybe Chicago, get on the phone with the Chicago White Sox because – they could use some guys. Uh, Judd said if he, uh, the Oakland A's, he'd be a star. You know, he mm. he, he could be the king of Vegas. You get the reps for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I still think Miami. Miami's that team that, you know, he would do great at uh, down there. Heck, if we could find a nice package to sit there and send down there and include Bobby in it, man, they have numerous second basemen that play – you know, down there, uh, I would love to get any one of their second basements in return. So, uh, no, not not jazz. I, I, I like Birdie. I personally like 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 John Birdie down there in Miami. So, uh, Rob, what is your final on your wish list? The final thing on my wish list is I want a leader in the Red Sox clubhouse. And what I would love, Santa, could you please bring back Justin Turner for another year or two? He was such a great Red Sox last season, a leader in the clubhouse for the young guys, a leader in the community for Boston. And he's a perfect fit with the Red Sox. And if we have him at DH all year, I would not complain. Santa promises to be on the phone with him before the weekend is over. Man, it, it's the the heart like 
it's pretty much how OG Claus, uh, his good friend George Sutherland, got with us. Was man, seeing him take that ball uh, to the face, and then two weeks later was ridiculous. He was back there taking batting practice again, and you know that's where our shirt, you know, came up. Turner tough, throw some dirt on it, because that's what that, that's what his mentality, you know, seemed. He he had a heel problem in his foot for how long? The Red Sox were nowhere near contention, and he goes, "I can't take off. The team needs me." Like that's Turner tough. That's a locker room, you know, leader. So man, it, it just Turner Turner is something special that we need back in, in Boston. DC, what are your thoughts on on Justin Turner resigning? All right, well, I'm just gonna get my fifth one because Rob is living in my head right now. Um, Justin Turner was my last one. Obviously, the leader. As soon as he said leadership, I was like, God damn it! I know what he's gonna say. Um, yeah, I mean everything you just said. He he played with uh, you know one foot essentially when the Red Sox were out of it. He I think he held that clubhouse together. You know through all the tough times that they went through. Um, and he produced. I think he, he was probably hands down our best hitter. I mean, other than Rafi. I mean, he hit for average almost 300. I think. Um, and he had the home runs, the RBIs, and just a, a good guy. You know, good guy overall. I'd really like for him to come back. I'm not sure how the lineup looks, but um, yeah, that's funny, Rob. I was like, man. Yeah. Great minds think alike. Hell yeah! And if you guys, if you guys want to check out his his uh, 2023 highlight video. Head on over to our website, our YouTube channel, at BSEN617. Our man Jut put together a phenomenal piece. Uh, you can watch numerous plays of him from this 2023 season. And, man, I, we need him. So, uh, Jut, Jut's next up on the list. You know, and OG Claus made, made one quick thing. He said J.D. Martinez would still be on the I.L., and it, he, it's true. Like, And and Judd says he wants J.T., but he's not going to uh, move the needle. Uh, I, I, th I think the leadership in the locker room, like he could put people in check and elevate people's game a little bit better. Uh, you know, if, if it comes down to, you know, bringing somebody in to play DH that's a locker room leader and just bringing somebody in for a bat, you know, JT has both. I, I, I would, I would like to bring him back, but Judd's last. Oh, I just read this. Judd's last Christmas uh, wish. OG Claus, you better be sitting down and the reindeer better be ready and hot to go. <laughs> Uh, Judd is asking for Juan Soto to leave the New York Yankees. So I love I don't, it. I, don't, I love it. I, I don't know. I don't know. About, yeah, I don't know. What, man, OG, I, that's a big ask. Well, it won't be this year. Um, but uh, I think I can grant him that wish. I think that if he puts up some numbers. I know a few owners that might actually cut him a larger check. Okay. I, I, I know, I know Judd, 
Jet's a huge Soto guy. You know, he he really wanted Soto to come here to Boston. So, uh, I personally, D, DC kept asking me all the time because I said that, you know, Soto was going to be the first big name off the board, big, the big move off the board for winter meetings. And he's like, Three why do you late. want Soto on the Yankees? And, I'm, and, and I told DC, I looked at it as let them deplete their farm system even more than it is. Then when Soto leaves them next year, then they don't have Soto. They don't have half their farm system. And they're being abysmal shape even longer. So that that was my long-term goal thinking, DC. Yeah, well, we you know, we got we got Dickie Fitz, so I'm not worried about it. Oh man. Hey, hey, Dickie fits well in Boston. So <laughs> My uh, now, OG clause. I know I said Judd's last one was a big thing to ask, but I think my last one might be the biggest one to ask because I would, I, I just get tired of, of seeing it and reading it. I would love for the Red Sox fan base to be a little more patient. Like, I get tired of reading on Twitter 300 and some times a day about how we are horrible, we're not doing anything, it's almost like Hein Bloom's still here, when everybody knows that nobody is getting signed to a lucrative deal until Shohei Otani's name comes off the board. Then the pieces will be all falling once Yamamoto goes. Then, you know, everything can, can go back to regularly scheduled program. I am just sick and tired of how we have no patience uh, for just to wait for one guy. One guy. It's all we have to wait for. So, OG Clause, it, it's a pretty much horrible ask because, man, sometimes us Red Sox fans are just asses. Well, Rit, everybody has to be disappointed every now and then. Red Sox fans have been disappointed quite a lot lately. But Santa gave them an early Christmas present by making sure that Craig Breslow opera, operates at the top spot of the order in the front office. So Santa says, be patient, trust the man. He's a good man, and he'll give you Christmas presents that you'll love. Hey, I honestly can't wait. A Christmas present, Breslo and his and his crew already hooked up for me. May fourteenth next year. You get a Tristan Casas bobblehead. That's on my birthday, baby. If I don't get one, if I don't get one of those bobbleheads, oh man, something something's gonna be going on. I I might need somebody's help if I don't get up there. I might. I, I guess we're just to going to Boston, big dog. We're gonna have to. I don't care if it's an overnight trip. Like it's gotta I be an overnight me. trip. I ain't doing that I, back to back. No. <laughs> 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 oh man. Just like I did in the uh what was it, the 20 2021. 2021. Oh, that was a trip from hell. That was a six pack of Red Bull. 
after that playoff game. Oh, it was horrible. And I went to work afterwards. So, Ooh. but guys, oh yeah, uh, uh, OG Claus, it was horrible. Drove up to the game, watched the game. It was it was against the Astros. It was game two. Rodriguez was pitching. Game was over. Drove back to Pennsylvania, and then went to work. Oof. And, and and I had my I I was scheduled off that day, but I'm like ah I can work. I'll, I'll pull my vacation day. And then I had my my manager say she was like. You can leave at any time, and, and we won't count nothing against you because <laughs> we don't know how you're functioning. Because I was literally six-pack of Red Bull. My my hand was shaking the whole time, and I had people tell me I should leave. <sighs> the things you do for the Boston Red Sox, why won't, why don't they do them for you? Oh, oh sorry. sorry. You sound like one of those fans, bro. So, I calm, breathe. Santa, no, Santa says relax, Red. So guys, uh, let's sit there and go around the, the horn for some final thoughts. Uh, let's start with OG Claus because I know those elves are in a hurry for you. Yeah, I have to get back to the workshop. Uh, Mrs. Claus is kind of keeping them rolling along and doing a great job. Um, OG Claus wants to thank uh, you guys for having me on. Uh, I, I talked to my good friend George re earlier today. Uh, he couldn't make it. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him as well. He's a really hard worker and uh, a good guy. But uh, I'm glad I could help. And uh, please, I'm, I'd be delighted to come back next year for you. Oh, well, we're going to have to sit there and uh, and definitely bring you back. Uh, Rob, some final thoughts for you? My final thoughts. It's always great. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And also, I just love talking Red Sox. I've been sitting on my hands, keep seeing everything going on, and I haven't been able to talk. So it feels good to be able to finally talk baseball. And always good to see my good friend, Justin. Justin, I hope you're doing well, brother. So, DC, what about you, my man? Uh, first off, thanks, Rob, for coming on. Jut, it's good to see you, man. Um, obviously, you know, Santa and Rit, you know, I see you guys a lot, but it's always good to see you. Um, yeah, I just want to preach patience. Obviously, uh, nothing's going to happen until Otani comes off. Nobody's really made a big move other than the Yankees. Obviously, that sucks to say as a Red Sox fan, but, you know, everything they gave up. But just be patient. You know, we still got a lot of time until uh, spring training, so anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it's not April yet. You know, we're still in the early the early stages of the offseason. So, just be patient. Once so if Otani comes off, and then other pieces start falling, and the Red Sox don't sign anybody, oh, by all means, you know, go keyboard strong. So, but uh, guys, the the equipment truck is still on for service. What do you mean? Oh, okay. Jut, Jut wants to sit there and say uh, one word, Craig. And anytime, Jut, anytime. So uh, Rob can come back as often or, or whenever he wants, man. It, it, it was good talking baseball with him. So, but guys, make sure you sit there and head on over to our YouTube channel. To It's at BSEN, Boston Sports Entertainment Network, 617. 
where you can watch videos of not only just the Red Sox, the New England Patriots, our pod, our sister podcast, Foxborough Fellows podcast. Uh, we're going to be launching next week, uh, Di- Dynasty Proud. It's a Celtics podcast. No, it's not a New York Knicks podcast. Uh, where, uh, you know, we got two guys so far, uh, Alex and Jason, are going to be sitting there talking about uh, the Boston Celtics. And, man, just check out almost any video you can uh, that's been on there from the 2023 highlights to the who the Red Sox should focus on the offseason, uh, the narratives by uh, George Sutherland, the video editings by my man Jutt, and that voice you have to hear, unfortunately, is mine. So, I. Uh, but make sure you also sit there and scan the QR code ab- above. If you are listening to us and not watching us, head on over to the website. It's the peskypodcast.square.site. Get yourself a shirt for the holidays. Uh, we got a, a couple new ones coming out. And, guys, it was a blast. Check you guys out all on. Out next time on the Pesky Podcast.